of the regulars. We are talking Charlotte 49ers baseball. This is Nick, as always, joined by Kevin. Modern Nation. And producer Brad. Hey, hey. All right, folks, we've got a ton of stuff to get into. Uh, it's been a big week of activity, and it's going to be another another big week uh, on the diamond coming up. We're going to get into all of that. Um, boys, how are we doing? How's everybody feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm a little bit tired, but um, had a great trip down south yesterday, last night. Uh, still running on adrenaline from that. But... Uh, <laughs> Adrenaline and Waffle House. Yes. <laughs> Producer Brad, how's it going? It's going all right. I was uh, it was good to see a win last night. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. Fun to see when we get to bat around in an inning. So love it, love it. Uh, Kevin, you just got in off. Uh, you just you just walked into the house. Came straight from uh, from a, uh, a little league game. What's what's the deal? How how that go? Man, uh, so we had a walk off grand sl- inside the park grand slam. So that was pretty exciting. Man, yeah. Um, my son was on deck when when it happened, so he didn't get to be the hero, but he he, he celebrated with his teammates. So that kid deprived your son of the opportunity to be the hero. What? How selfish can you be? No, he. They, <laughs> <laughs> they they were all happy to win. It was a it was a back and forth game, so it was uh it was fun. The kids had a good time. It's all all that matters, right? Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome, man. So it seems like uh, I don't know everywhere you show up, grand slams happen. Apparently, I'm, yeah, two nights in a row, man. Yeah, it's clean living, Kevin. It's all it can be. <laughs> the other thing here, what what are you wearing, man? What's up with that? Oh yeah. What do you got on? Just got this today. The new uh, freight, John Freight. Uh, look him up on on our uh, on our Twitter feed. He's a friend of ours. Tailgates with us for football. He um, he has this little design, this little uh, Norm strutting Norm or big Norm. He calls it bully he's Norm. A, he's created a baseball version of it, and um, he recently put out some T-shirts and. Uh, of course, we, I had to I had to go ahead and get one or two shirts from him, especially the one that says Diamond Niners, the uh, amazing Diamond Niners. So um, proudly putting this one on and um, looking forward to wearing it to Hayes this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that's pretty sweet. Uh, check him out. Um, you check him out online. John Freight um, sells all his stuff on there. He's an alum, artist, um, makes all that cool stuff. We- We've got some of his stuff already. Um, I don't actually have a freight T-shirt right now. I've ordered the baseball version. Um, it mine has not arrived yet. Uh, but the previous bully norm um, T-shirt, the, the the stuff I ordered, um, my daughter confiscated it. So if you see my daughter <laughs> at the case wearing one of those norm design T-shirts, that's what happened to it. That used to be mine, and she confiscated it. So anyway, all right. Let's talk some baseball. Um, we well, first let me update you on this. Um, we were going to uh, Coach Woody was going to join us tonight. Um, he is at the Charlotte Knights game right now, um, and 
we sent him the link and he was like, you know, I got to go. I I'm, I'm doing this, but can I call in from the game? And we set that up. And I, when I, we did it, I thought, I don't know if that's going to work. There's going to be too much noise. And we tried it and it just, there was, it was, it wasn't going to work. So uh, I told Woody, I said, it's no problem. Appreciate the effort on that. And uh, it's a lot easier to talk about you when you're not here. So, uh, and I can, you know, I mean, we, we can go on rants about various things like toll booths and, and, you know, different stuff like that when Woody's not here. So um, he'll get, he'll be back. Coach Woody will be back. So not our baseball uh, last weekend. What is it, Kevin? This is two week. This is two years in a row that the Niners have gone to South Florida and craziness ensued. Last year at FIU, the Niners ended up because of the weather, ended up bussing back from 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 the, the from South Florida. Um, was like what was like eleven hour trip or something like that. This time the weather, it wasn't the airplanes that the weather was affecting. It was the games. The guys end up playing 20 innings on Sunday, um, and then they, they bust back. They, in order to get the games in, they cancel their flight on Sunday, bust back, split the trip up, got to Jacksonville at 3 a.m. Monday morning, got the rest of the way back, got, about, got home about 7 o'clock on Monday, Monday evening, all bus. Uh, straight out of Boca Raton. That's two years in a row, Kevin. That they've that the boys have gone to South Florida and had to bus it back. Yeah, resilient. Uh, I know it's um it's that time of year, man. When it, when it's getting down to the to the nitty gritty of the season, uh, crunch time. And um, yeah, I know it's it's been a, a rough week for them. Uh, they hadn't had much rest, but man, what an effort! What an effort down there at, at Florida Atlantic Friday. Friday night, uh, got the big 10-3 win, uh, scheduled to play at 9.30 the next day on Saturday. Is that right? No. On Saturday, they, they started the game at 4 o'clock. Right. Started at and, 4. And, and then it started storming. Yeah, and they probably could have played at noon <laughs> and uh, gotten the game in, but yeah, about – Five o'clock, the storms rolled through, and they had to postpone game two to resume at nine thirty. They had planned on Sunday morning, and they were going to try to get two in. Niners had to leave at four thirty, but they got there, and it was still raining Sunday morning. So everything got pushed back. Team decided they want to get these innings in. They wanted to get these games in because they're very important. Yeah. Um, so they canceled a the flight. Took it on the chin and bust had to bust back. Hats off to him to getting to getting the games in. Had a fifteen inning marathon game that would never end on Sunday morning. Um, ended up losing ten to nine, and then had to come back and play a scheduled nine inning game after that. And there was more delay. There was another 30, 45 minute rain delay, storm delay. And ended up walking kind of them off. It's almost like yeah. South Florida this time of year. There's going to be weather. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's almost like you should schedule games. All the games should be scheduled to start at 10 a.m. and then go from there. Yeah, because yeah, if you if you wait around till the afternoon, you're going to get you're going to deal with some weather. It seems like 
but uh, ended up getting a, a run rule victory. So we, we got out of there early. <laughs> uh, didn't have to play. Didn't have to play the last two innings. Um, got a fourteen uh, four victory. For anybody wondering, and and if if you're watching this show, you you get it. Um, but but for anybody that that maybe maybe you're new, which would be cool. Um, this time of year, any time of year, really, but this time of year in particular. Uh, they are working so hard to get every game in because, and we've seen this happen before, Kevin, if a game cannot be played and, and you don't get that game in, uh, it could very easily essentially put you a half game uh, behind other teams in the standings. And when conference seating uh, plays out, you could wind up um, a game you never played could wind up costing you. And, and so you see the, you see um, the staff, Heck, there was a picture circulating around out there um, of, of Woody uh, on Saturday. Uh, Woody had his shoes off and his pants legs rolled up and was out there in right field in, in Boca, squeegeeing the field by hand um, because they were determined to get those games in um, so that, that that didn't happen. You can't, you can't win games that you don't play. And uh, so that became – that became a big deal. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's the, the, as, as they say all the time, Kevin, whatever it takes. Right. And you got, you got some schools out there that are canceling games because of RPI. Uh, And uh, you got other guys that are out there with their shoes off, trying to squeegee a field in South Florida. So yeah, as it does both ends of the spectrum there. So um, I'm happy to be on our, happy to be on our end of the spectrum. I like I like watching baseball. Oh, yeah, I like, for I like sure. seeing them play baseball. Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I would always rather err on the side of we're willing to play the games as opposed to, well, we need to we, we want to try to keep a game out of the loss column or just try to not take the RPI hit, which is what's going on in midweek midweeks these days is is schools are canceling midweek games to avoid taking the RPI hit. But um, look, looking at the games, though, this weekend, uh, Niners take two or three, like you said. Um, offensively, um, there, was some, there was some real fireworks put up um, on the weekend, which, is, which has been par for the course. Um, and, of course, the, the net result of all those fireworks was, uh, was Jake Cunningham walking away with uh, conference hitter of the week honors. Yeah, what is it? Uh, was it three weeks in a row we've had a niner win? Yeah, hitter or pitcher right. of the week. I believe you're right. Oh, well, it was more than that, right? We had we had Hale, David Hale, and then um, Jake. Right? Is that? Yeah, yeah. I think he got three in a week, three in a row. I think he's right. Yeah, Jake's and Jake's. I mean, he had a heck of a weekend. He was, I think, a single short of the cycle on Sunday. Um, had. Three three homers in that in that Sunday marathon, two games. Um, he he had an unbelievable run. <laughs> it, 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 Jake Jake broke out the magic stick on him. I know yeah, he's yeah. not using that as his war, his walk up song anymore, but I don't care. Jake Jake go. got the magic stick. I finally got to the weekend stats from last week. He batted five thirty three on the weekend, three homers, triple, two doubles, eight hits overall. 21 total bases. 
Um, yeah, perfect in the field. So OBP of six eleven. So that's a, that's a pretty good week. Um, another guy that had had a good weekend at the play, Dave McCabe, batted five hundred on the weekend. Um, he had three homers as well, two doubles, uh, scored five runs for us. Uh, you, you know, you took the words right out of my mouth right there. How good was Jake? Jake was so good last weekend that David hit 500 and didn't get an award for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how good Jake was. <laughs> yeah. And, and two other guys that had great weekends, Madol, Josh Madol. Um, he had six hits on the weekend, six ribbies, Jack Dragon, 375 on the weekend, six runs scored, <laughs> six hits as well. Um, two bombs for Jack. Um, so yeah, and and it, we 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 don't mention this a lot on this show, but we, we haven't mentioned it in, in a while, I guess. But defensively, man, the guys have been playing a lights out defensively for the whole season, really. And uh, that's I think sometimes we take that for granted. Um, man, but we are playing lights out defense, and that's that's the recipe for success for us. Well, when you look at, um, you know, well, I mean, just look, you go position by position. It's amazing. I mean, um, behind the plate, Hop uh, is, is he's taking a beating back there, but he's, he's done a phenomenal job back there defensively. Um, you know, at, 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 at first base, Josh is an elite first baseman. The rest of the infield, whether it's Nate, Austin, or Jack, I'll, I'd put those guys up against anybody, um, you know, and, and they're all bringing their, their glove to the table. And, you know, we've, we've um, one thing we've, we've, uh, that kind of gets glossed over, you know, Austin, Austin's playing, um, Austin's playing a little banged up right now for anybody that didn't know, probably if you're listening to the show, you do know Austin's playing a little banged up, but um, he is not, he's out there and his defense continues to be uh, really, really good. And he's getting the job done over there at shortstop. Uh, and you team him with Jack at, at third. And, um, yeah, the defense is, is absolutely phenomenal. Jake Jake covers acreage out there in center field. And uh, on either side of him, Fish and Butch have, have done the job. So, yeah, I mean, it's um, – we, we really don't – we don't really have a weak link out there defensively right now. And that's, right. that's fantastic. Yeah, and and like I said, that's that's they want to pitch and play good defense, and um, that's the that's the recipe for success for us. Uh, the the offense is is icing on the cake, and that's that's carrying us a lot too. But um, they want to pitch and play good defense. Um, that's that's what Woody says. That's their brand of ball, and uh, when they play that, when they do that, they win. We can win a lot of games. Well, you know, a lot of times you think about uh, it's easy to fall into a trap with a with baseball players in the field that they're either they're either out there for their bat or they're out there for their defense. Um, and certainly, I mean, our our lineup offensively speaks for itself. Um, but I mean, you look like we said, and, and you know, and I'm not saying anything I haven't said. Uh, really said to him. I mean, the the guy that you would look at right now and say. He's in the lineup for his for his bat, and and the defense came after that would be Butch. Butch was Butch was DHing 
before Jake, I mean, uh, uh, before Blake got hurt, Butch goes out there to left field and from converted from DH and he, he's been, Butch has been really good out there in left field. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been phenomenal. It's been fun to watch Butch's growth out there um, because he's, he's a guy that you would say, yeah, when you first thing you think about, when you think of Butch is you think of his bat uh, as South Carolina found out last night. Um, but he's done, he's done one heck of a job. He has grown into that left field job um, unbelievably well. Yeah. And uh, apparently he made a great diving play against FAU, but um, unfortunately the bar, yeah blocked Butch from our view on their on their their feed. So I couldn't see all I saw was feet and then Butch stood up and threw the ball in. But apparently made a great catch. Wish I could have seen it, but um I know it was spectacular. Uh, uh, and Joe's description of it said that that it was it was a, a fantastic catch. So yeah, I mean that it's good. Um you know it from from what I can tell, and I don't know, uh, I haven't haven't read anything on this, but uh, you know, FAU is going with us to to the AAC, so we're going to be long term long term uh, conference mates and and opponents. Uh, it doesn't sound like well, they've got Marshall beat, okay, because well, they have lights and. They're in Boca, not Huntington. So there's that. But it sounds like talking to people that were there that um, FAU needs some upgrades. I mean, we all do. We know that. Um, but sounds like uh, there, there might be a little lack of shade. And um, I, I don't know. It, it sounds like they could just use maybe some uh, some upgrades to the stadium. Hopefully, they're planning to do that. I haven't seen anything on that. But that's not to say it's not out there. Well, hopefully on the broadcast side, I know we've invested quite a bit in our video production this year. I think, I mean, I'm just guessing here. I think that's with the AAC move in mind. Um, and it's been, it's been a great, great production this year when we have the ESPN plus broadcast. Um, and we have multiple cameras now and, um, FAU hadn't made that investment yet. It, it doesn't appear hopefully next year. The transition year, um, to put a little money into that and, and, and uh, get 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 our product, get the product that we're trying to sell, get it out there to more eyeballs, and um, and and then have have replay review available. Yeah, um, I'm not even sure how many how many schools in our conference have that option. Um, uh, just going off the top of my head, I know we have it available. Uh, I'm guessing Southern Miss will have it available um, for the conference tournament. La Tech, I guess they had did they have it last year for the tournament. I'm yeah. guessing they have. I'm guessing they have to because they hosted a regional. Yeah. Um, but uh, ODU didn't have it. Um, what's that? It's a short list. Oh yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm glad we are putting putting the resources into that. It's just, it's uh, been a pleasant viewing experience watching our games when I can't make it to the house about the, the FAU broadcast that it would help if, if they just didn't have the metal frame, as you pointed out, Kevin. Uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of in the way, you know, I, and 
I, I'm not here. I, I really not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna not gonna go in. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna go in on FAU. I promise I'm not. Um, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna later. What I'm gonna do instead is I'm gonna praise um, our folks uh, getting uh, the the broadcast quality. And you know, it's it's easy to take for granted, especially if you're at the stadium a lot. But for those of you that that are are having to watch remotely home games, those ESPN plus broadcast and the multiple cameras and everything they've done to, to upgrade that has been nothing short of phenomenal. And so um, everybody that's had a hand in that with the, with the, uh, the Niners administration, that's, you know, tip of the cap because that's uh, you really appreciate that uh, when you watch other people's other people's stuff. And you really appreciate it because it helps, helps us win games because replay is available. Um, how many calls were overturned in the Southern Miss series, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah. how many, I, I want, I'd love to see the numbers of how many calls that we've had overturned since we've added that replay capabilities at the Hayes. Um, I'm sure they have those numbers somewhere. Uh, we'll probably just ask the right people, I guess. Oh, trust me. If there's a stat, they're tracking it. <laughs> There is not a stat that goes untracked with with uh, with that with those those guys over there. So you know, all said and done, Niners have a, a successful weekend, and um, yeah, it's it's a you know it would be easy, and and we, we see that online. Uh, you know, it's 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 frustrating to be once basically one strike away from a sweep. And uh, that that marathon 15-inning game didn't go the Niners' way, and we dropped that one in extra innings. Um, you know, if, if, there's, if there's a knock on this season right now, um, it's that, that we, we have yet to win an extra inning game. Everybody keeps bringing that up, and that's true. We have not. We're 0-6 in extra inning games. Um, so maybe we're just, you know, um, we're just due or – Maybe an even better suggestion is let's just avoid let's just avoid their uh, extra inning games and just win them in nine. That's, I'm I'm good with that. I'm sure everybody else is as well. Um, you know, it, it's a it, it's a successful weekend. It's a, a road series win. Um, the Niners right now, Kevin. Um, <laughs> I mean, we put a tweet out about this. Uh, I think yesterday, the, the Niners are flat out one of the hottest teams in the country. There's just not another way to to put it. Yeah, they're well, averaging averaging ten and a half runs since um, since the midway point of the conference season. We're averaging ten and a half runs a game and and allowing almost five a game. So we're we're doubling our opponents um, in the run in the average run category. Uh, they've been on a tear, man. Uh, and before we get away from the weekend, I just want to talk about the pitching. Had some good pitching performances as well. Um, Will Lancaster started two games in a row. I mean, that's you don't see that every weekend. Uh, unfortunately, the first he pitched the first inning, and then the rains came. Um, didn't come back and resume that game, but pitched in the the ser- started the series finale um, on short rest. But uh, kudos for him for coming back on that. Uh, we had Kramer, Colin Kramer, had a great outing. Um, Geesting on Friday, it came in relief and, and pretty much went the rest of the way. Um, and then Quentin Martinez in the in the um, in the clincher, I guess he uh, pitched four and 
four and two thirds innings and uh, only allowed two two earned runs, five Ks, no walks. So that's off to those guys. Great pitching for performances from the weekend. Uh, uh, we, we know we see a lot of numbers. We see the big numbers offensively put up, but but these guys are getting it done on the mound as well. Yeah, no doubt, and it, it's it's really been. Um, really been uh fun to watch this this staff uh evolve because we're we're using different guys in different ways than we were at the at the beginning um so it's you know it's just the evolution of the pitching staff and different guys have stepped up guys have uh, started the season in one role merged into another role been effective at that um just really cool uh, to to see that, and and I'll say this again. I th- I feel like I say this every week, but maybe I do, maybe I don't. But the job that the, the adaptability that the staff has shown this season is 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 really something to watch. Um, you see coaches at times, particularly if they're of like old school mentality. That they just get into what they're going to do. They have their program, they have their rotation, and they're just going to stick to their guns. Um, that's not what we. That's not what we're doing this season. That's not. That's not what the staff does. Uh, when something doesn't, something doesn't work. Uh, they figure out something that does, and that's what's kept us going this season. Is just not only the the, the coaching staff's willingness to adjust and adapt and overcome, but also the players. Um, you know, it, it's to to take guys it's a team mentality guys on you know particularly when we're talking about that pitching staff guys it would be easy it would be very very easy to to let your pride get in the way or get your nose out of joint over i feel like this should be my role and i'm now i'm not in that role so i'm i'm upset um and that's 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 not what's going on um certainly doesn't seem to be um and that's a credit. That's a credit to the staff, and that's a credit to to the guys. It's really cool to watch. Yeah, and um, just going through some numbers at the halfway point of the conference season, we were five and ten in the conference, at RPI one seventeen. All right, that was that was after the uh, the middle series, middle Tennessee series. Since then, uh, we've gone we've gone what eleven and one. In conference play, and our RPI is up to down to sixty-eight. So, almost cut it in half. Um, we were tied with Marshall five weeks ago for eighth place. Oh, I mean, five and, weeks ago we were talking about. I mean, you and I were were would not have been. We would have felt confident about this, but but in reality, somebody could have come along and said, "Are the Niners going to make the conference tournament?" I mean, that was. That was not a, a, a completely absurd question to ask. And, um, yeah, they've turned it on. Um, and they've the only games they've lost in that stretch have been extra inning games. Once to Chapel Hill and once that 15-inning game at FAU. Those are the only two games they've lost during that stretch um, yeah. since the Southern Miss series. And um, Our last loss that was not in extra innings was on April 16th. Yeah, it was over a month ago. So and we led that game six to one. Yeah. And we haven't had many, I mean, we haven't been, we haven't had our doors blown off this year. I don't think, um, no, that's just it. That's what's so crazy. 
Kevin, is is people people get uh, wrapped up in in the numbers, like as far as let me look at what your record is, let me look at what your RPI is, and then I'm going to judge it. But it, you got to go a little deeper uh, because even when even when we were struggling, we've got that we've got that period there with um, with Southern Miss, San Antonio, Middle Tennessee. Okay, that that was a bad stretch of games and the midweeks in there and everything it was just it was just bad stuff. Um, we were not getting blown out. I mean, we've been I think we were, we were talking about this at the, at the ballpark last night. Um, I think we've been really like I think we've met, been whooped, like whooped like three times this season. Um, even the games, you've got the extra inning games um, and then every other game. We've been in, um, yeah. including those games with Southern Miss. Two of those three games with Southern Miss, we were. I mean, when you when you lose a game that that you um, you only gave up two hits, you were in that game, lost it two yeah. one. So I don't know. Yeah. We see it's, we're just fans. We see what we want to see, right? But I don't know. I, I just I feel like the, the if if you want to see if you want to see good things, they're there. You don't have to look too hard. Yeah, and you, you see, we got 18 losses, six of those extra innings. We flipped three of those, man. We're we're, we're at 37 wins, 37 and 15, and um, yeah, that's what that's just the way it goes, though. Um, but the Niners have been trending upward for the last five weeks, um, battling for that postseason, um, that postseason bid. Um, I mentioned this RPI that. Let me check. The most up to date. Let's see. Um, conference RPI is at five. We are at sixty-eight. So, so let, let's talk about before we before we talk about uh, South Carolina, which we had an awesome time yesterday. Um, it seems like it seems like there's um, there's a little narrative out there with some programs um, that, that are sort of, mm, I don't know if I, I, maybe media darlings is the way to put it. Um, and, and y'all, y'all that, that pay attention to the Twitter feed, you know, what we were talking about, like you hear a lot of love out there for programs like um, coastal Carolina, uh, Charleston, uh, Campbell, you hear a lot of Old Dominion talk. You always do. There, there's, there's just, um, there's a lot of, a lot of narrative going on in there. And, and the lo- only thing that these teams all have in common right now, Kevin, is that they all lost to the Charlotte 49ers. That's right. Yet, you, the, you have not heard, you have not heard college baseball pundits speak our name hardly at all. It's been a while. It's been a while. And, uh, that's okay because we've been slowly creeping back. Um, the resume, like I said, all those teams you listed, we they're be, they're winning their conference. They're doing great in their conference. Campbell's winning their conference. College of Charleston is winning their conference. Uh, Coastal Carolina, they're hot right now. I'm not sure if they're winning their conference. Uh, Sun Belt's kind of tough, but uh, they're up there in their conference. Um, so yeah, our out of conference, we've got a pretty good resume. Um, as far as those guys go, the, the darlings that are um, getting a lot of publicity, and rightfully so, they're winning their conference. Um, 
But um, yeah, people forget that they they took like beatdowns from the Niners. Like, not, I mean, the games weren't even close with well four nine nothing. Yeah, 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 and then, and um, people were dismissing those for some reason, but. I think a lot of the national pundits, when we had our our stretch, when we we got swept by Southern Miss and 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 lost that series to Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, and the uh, UTSA series, I think a lot of folks just kind of wrote us off. And um, we've been fighting our way back since then. And um, man, we're we are knocking on the door. It seems like every weekend there's a new Conference USA. Um, flavor of the week, like we talked about last week. UAB was it one week because they beat Southern Miss. We swept them. Um, Old Dominion was there one week, and we'd already beaten them two out of three. Um, and FAU was up there for one week, and we, we took care of them this past weekend. So um, we are working our way right back up there, and uh, we're knocking on the door. We're knocking on the door of the bubble right now. And uh, I think you were talking today, Baseball America and D1 came out with their Regional projections. Um, I think you said D1 had uh, Southern Miss as a, as a lot. And uh, was it uh, Louisiana Tech was in? And San, OU, and San Antonio was in. And Old Dominion was on the bubble out, right? Yeah. And Middle Tennessee was on the bubble out. Um, there it is, La Tech. They're coming to town tomorrow. And yeah. uh, it's an opportunity for us to. To uh, get on the bubble, they're they're squarely in uh, as far as those pundits, Baseball America and D one Baseball. If if we can uh, make us, we can make a statement this weekend if if we we play well. So, I think if you win the series this weekend, um, sweep would be great. But let's not you know <laughs> let's let's not overlook the fact that Louisiana Tech's a really good team. So let's just talk in terms of winning the series. If we can win the series, I think we have to start getting some attention. Uh, right, because you think if we win a series, their RPI is fifty four. We're at sixty eight right now. Got to be saying it's low sixties. If we win two out of three, heading yeah. into that comp, heading into that conference tournament, you're a decent seed in that conference tournament, and um, uh, and you're going to get RPI boost in that conference tournament. So, um, needless to say, it's a big week, big weekend for us. Yeah. So before we before we get into that, let, let's let's go back. Let's let's talk about last night first, um, because it was it was it was a lot of fun all the way around. So last night, uh, Niners playing on SEC Network, visiting uh, visiting South Carolina. Uh, we we turned it into we turned it into a road trip, Kevin. Uh, we 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 stopped in Fort Mill where we picked up uh, Jimmy Touchstone. But, um, dude, we got a tour of Jimmy Touchstone's man cave, and the video is out there on, on our Twitter feed if you, if you haven't seen it. But, Kevin, this, this, this man cave of Jimmy's, the pictures that we had seen of it really didn't do it justice. Right, and the, and the, the video we did didn't really do it justice. It was, um, it was a very impressive. Uh, and what was really cool was we got to see Jimmy put a picture of us and him down in Greenville doing a uh, pickaxe shot. He put it up on his wall of fame, a wall of honor. I don't know what he calls it, but that's, a, that's that picture right there. You can't see it above my yeah, head. Right behind your head. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, Dave McCabe's up there. Austin Knight's up there. Chris Reynolds is up there. Bobby Lutz. Jeff Mullins. And us. And us. That's awesome. And Alex Highsmith. We're right above the Highsmith. Alex Highsmith jersey. So, um, Bobby Coomer is on the wall. I mean, we're in hallowed territory. So, it was... I think what we need to do, think about this, Kevin. I think we need to talk to Jimmy. Maybe we need to do this show from the man cave one time. Yes. Yes. Maybe, maybe diamond Niners weekly needs to, to emanate from Fort mill, South Carolina. Uh, one time. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe we should talk to Jimmy about that. And maybe Jimmy should talk to his wife about that. But I mean, I think, I think we're all in agreement here. I, I think we don't, we don't need to take a vote on that, Julie. I think we're, we're, we're just, just pass this, right? 3 up. Yeah. If we get, if we get the sign off from the people that matter, then let's do it. Producer Brad, you, you feeling that? Oh yeah. I, I said, let's make it the playoff edition, you know? Yeah. That we, we're going to find a way we're going to find a time. We're going to find a, if we can get permission. So we'll see. We'll, 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 We'll have we'll have Diamond Niner report uh, corporate reach out to to Jimmy and see what we can what we can get done to Jimmy's people. We'll reach out to Jimmy's people and they'll get back with our people. So anyway, thanks to Jimmy for giving us a tour of the man cave. It was awesome. Um, and <laughs> so getting some feedback here from online. The, uh, the man cave show is apparently a popular idea. So perhaps we'll we'll see about making that happen. So um, we go down to South Carolina and and get down there, and um, that's the first time uh, first time I had been to that park. Um, the last time the Niners played there, I do believe it was at the old Sarge. Is that is that right, Kevin? No, we, we played there. Uh, we played at the New Paul Park, I think, in either seventeen or eighteen. I You're think right. we lost we lost five four or something something like that in a midweek, but. Um, we yeah, played we original at the Sarge back in yeah. was that 2010? 2007 was the one I went. I went to uh, yeah, the Sarge 2000. in 2007. Um, Man, we are getting old. We are. We are. That was a long time ago. <laughs> that, that, that was that's going on 15 years ago. <laughs> that happened. So, so you can imagine. I, in 2007, we were down there in the regional. NC State was there. Um, I think Wofford was the four seed. We were the two. Or no, we were the three. State was a two. Yeah. South Carolina was one. And I thought I was going to witness a hung guy get murdered by the South Carolina fans. Um, you know, he was he was doing his thing down there. And I mean, you saw last night some of their fans they they get they get pretty salty pretty quickly, and they were about to go after that guy for <laughs> for um. He was he was doing his thing, you know how he is. And uh, I gotta tell you, Kevin, when when and, and those of you who may be uh, more recent uh, to the to the baseball program, if if um, if you don't know about Uh Huh Guy, you just have to see it. It can't be described um, if, if you if you don't know Uh Huh Guy. Um, but to your point, I mean, when we walked in there, I mean, we were getting some looks. I mean, like, like, what are you people doing here? You can't come here. 
I mean, it was, and, and I, I don't want to I mean, there was definitely some, some smug, especially we were, we were walking around the park a little bit and they were up three to nothing and, and they were feeling good. They were, I mean, they were, they were ready to call Paul Feinbaum and brag about how awesome they were. Um, but um, they didn't stay that way, did they? No, no. Uh, I will say that the, the staff that, and uh, most of the folks that I, that, that I talked with were, were very nice to us. And, and uh, we were, we were all complaining about the, the prices of uh, concessions there. Um, and uh, it was, it was, it was a pretty good time, but yeah, they had some good, good stuff there. And, um, but yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. You know, because they don't get enough money from ESPN. I mean, they're selling $15 hamburgers <laughs> at, at Founders Park. I mean, well, it was a, it was a combo, but still, still, it was. And I, actually, that's, that was not a com. I mean, it was a combo, but it didn't have a drink. You still had to order a drink. So it was, it was like, yeah, it's crazy. If if you wanted, if you wanted, uh, if you wanted a cheeseburger and fries and a bottle of water, that was like twenty bucks. I mean, that's it. Just yeah. means more. <laughs> it, it, it means it means more, and it costs more. It just costs more. Yeah, that's right. It just okay. costs more. That's right. And then, and, but they they have a a really nice facility there. Yeah, uh, that's the first time I've been there, and it was uh, it was a minor league. It was. It was on par with with Knight Stadium, um, uptown. I think uh, the uh, yeah, it was a it holds like eight eight and a half thousand. It's a little smaller than Knight Stadium, but and it was it was it was really nice. All to walk around the whole park, great sight lines. Um, had a good time there. And to get back to where we were, they were up three nothing, and then the Niners had an eight run inning. Um, while we were walking, we were taking a tour of the park. We were trying to find our spot since we were we were kind of struggling a little bit offensively. We were trying to find our spot that we were going to stay in and um, and get the get the bats going. And uh, I think we found it right. Yeah, so we were down three nothing, and um, and they hadn't done anything spectacular to, to get that. I mean, they had played good fundamental baseball, but they had you know it was kind of station to station stuff, and they had gotten one run. In, in you know three different innings um so our our pitching staff was was you know colby was holding his own we were doing we were doing the job and uh i said to you i said hey let's walk around and and see this park from different angles and i mean it is i mean you 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 hit it i mean it's it's a it's a great facility um you know i i can see why people enjoy watching games there um but uh, we we went and checked out. I'm guessing that those bleachers up there in left field that must be the, is that the student section? I guess maybe. Um, it's like a, it's like a kind of like an overflow type thing. I think I guess, but yeah, it was. Uh, those bleachers went pretty high up. <laughs> yeah, so we we went up to the top of the bleachers. Um, we stopped, and you can on the the concourse out there uh, in in left center. You can look right down into our bullpen. So we, um, we, we, we stopped there and we're checking that out. Then we went around the other side of the batter's eye and looked at their bullpen. And, um, and, and then it just as it happened, Kevin, we were kind of like non-committal. We were like, well, should we check out the berm here in right field? And we just decided to, and we walked up there to the rail and decided to watch a half inning. And, um, 
as it happened, that half inning was when the Niners scored eight runs. Yeah, so, and, so we stayed. Yeah, we we walked up there and, and Caden Hobson tried to hit us with a with a with a home run ball. <laughs> the ball went uh, went about twenty feet right over our head, bounced and and left the left the stadium. Um, I think it might have hit one of their shuttle buses on the hop, but. It, it wound up in the in the parking lot for sure. Um, here's the here's sort of the backstory um, behind that is is in in we got there right as the gates were opening and um, we were walking in um, with I guess Caden's mom and uncle and uh, we all wound up on that berm over there during during uh, BP and Caden hit a home run in BP out there to near that same spot. Uh, and it almost hit his mom. <laughs> she, she scurried out of the way. Um, and, and Caden, Caden almost, um, uh, almost took out his own mom with, uh, with a BP ball. Um, yeah. so he had already hit a ball to that part of the park, uh, that day. And, um, when we were standing there, he hit that ball and and I got to tell you, Kevin, as, as I watched it come towards us, the, the read off the bat was I, I thought, OK, maybe I should get out of the way because I'm not going to be like a hero and try to catch this ball, but I'm not going to get hit by it either. But I thought it was like coming. I thought it was like coming right at us. But like a split second later, I realized that ball's not coming here. That ball's going way past here. Yeah. <laughs> when I, it went made- over our heads, it was. It was like twenty feet over our heads when it passed by. Yeah, I made the, the cardinal mistake. I guess I you never you you're never supposed to go in first. You're never supposed to go in. You're, you're supposed to your first move is not supposed to be in. And I, and I leaned in. I thought it was going to come between us and the wall, and I was going to try to do a uh, was it Jeffrey Mayer? Yeah, with the Orioles and the Yankees, I was going to try to scoop it over if I had to, but um, I immediately. Realized that I judged it wrong and it was going over my head, and I had no chance of catching it. So I just stood there and raised my arms and yeah. cheered. Which apparently got us a good bit of airtime on the SEC network um, because immediately um, the phone, my phone started blowing up, text and and Twitter mentions and everything else, and. Um, yeah, I mean, we're happy to do what we can for for ESPN to drive ratings. Um, you know, to to stand there and have a ball hit well over our head by Caden Hobson. And if Hop ever wants to do that again, that's cool with me. Yeah, we got to find a spot to go sit out in the outfield at the Hayes this weekend. We, we go out there and climb a tree. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody sees if anybody sees any of those trees out there uh, leaning way over, it's probably because there's. Um, well, there are those Stanford? are middle-aged men. What's that, Brad? <laughs> I said, what is this, Stanford? You know, at the baseball, or not baseball, their football stadium, they've got these big old trees, and people will climb up into them and camp out over the stadium. Um, is, that, is that Stanford or Berkeley or both? I'm pretty sure it's Stanford. Okay. Yeah, it, Maybe we'll go climb a tree. I don't know. So set yourself a little tent up. Stay tuned for that. We'll get a little treehouse action up there. 
um, to, to watch the game. But yeah, that was, that was fun. That was, that was neat. I made the comment to Kevin that I said, that's the, that's the first time I can recall having a, uh, being in the direct path of a 49er home run as it passed over my head. But Kevin rightly pointed out that this was the second time it had happened to him. Uh, cause Kevin, you were out there in the jungle in ACU during the regional last year when big maple went yard. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I just talked to his dad and we were out, I was like, taking the kids around the jungle cause we were playing Maryland and, um, uh, talking to, to Robert McCabe and went to go track my kids down. And next thing I know the ball, David hit one clearly out of the stadium. Um, and right over our heads and the kid went up, ran in and got it and gave it to, to Robert, which is pretty cool. Um, who then was, to David's mom. Yeah, that's right. And that was, that was a pretty cool moment, um, to see that. And, uh, uh yeah, it was almost like an instant replay, but, um, except I was standing next to you yesterday. Uh, yeah. And, you downgraded there because standing next to Robert McCabe has got to be way more interesting than standing there next to me. But still, that was that was a cool deal. Um, you know, and that's when um that's when the uh that's when the South Carolina crowd started doing two things. Um all of them got a little got quiet and some of them started leaving. Well, the Niners were, that was a two run shot. Niners were still down one. Uh, I think we loaded them up and I think they walked in a run, walked in a run. Uh, and there was a sack fly in there mixed in. Uh, and then of course the big shot when Butch comes up, it's a grand slam over the bullpen, um, which that bullpen, the where, where it hit above the bullpen, it was, it was elevated at least what, 30 feet above the bullpen. Oh yeah. Um, and it hit up on that concourse back up there. And that's, man, I'd love to see the numbers on that, how far that ball went. Um, I'll say this between hop and butch, neither one of those were wall scrapers. (laughs) (laughs) Neither one of those balls were, were in, uh, in danger of not going out. Um, both of them, no doubters, absolute, just monster shots. Yeah, and Butch with the bat flip, man. He had the two-handed, like kind of like axe throwing. He, he he tossed the bat up in the air, and uh, man, I'm sure that ball bounced and left left the stadium, um, just like Hops did. Uh, but yeah, man, that oh, was you know a, it. Looked like it looked like um, you know you go to the Highland Games and and the, the 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 guys in the kilts do the Kyber toss, where it looks like they're throwing a telephone pole. That's like what Butch. <laughs> 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 yes, maybe maybe, yeah. maybe when baseball's done for Butch, he'll he'll take a he'll 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 go the uh, the Highland Game Circuit and do the Kyber toss. I think he would do great at that. Um, yeah, there's, there's bound to be some some Scottish butchers, right? It's bound to what be. is well. So what is uh? That was a fourth Grand Slam for Butch this year. Yeah, yeah, four Grand Slams. Um, yeah, and that was a that was a talk about being quiet um you and i were standing out there (laughs) in right field yelling and then we stopped yelling and everyone was looking at us and and (laughs) 
<laughs> and getting mad at us. And so um I just started I just clapped and, and uh we we moved on. But yeah, that was uh if if they hadn't left before that, then that was the that was the signal for them to leave. And um it was it was quiet after that, man. You could hear a pin drop in the stadium. Yeah, and and they're um they're really having a tough time in Columbia. Um, they, they're um, even before last night. There, there are a, a significant amount of people on the Fire Mark Kingston uh, bandwagon um, because they are. They've had a they've had a very subpar season for 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 what they expect down there. Um, it, it's funny the, the the fan psychology of it, Kevin is. We saw their fans like or we saw sort of our counterpart down there predicting he almost called it right. Um, the Spurs, Spurs up podcast uh, Spurs up show. Um, he predicted and not was it nine, nine, three, and he got eight, three. So he, he, he was nine, dead four, on. nine, four. He got a five run differential. Right. So um, yeah, yeah. they were. Uh, yeah, they they are. I'm uh, not happy right now because, I mean, you walk in that stadium. Uh, first thing you see when you walk in there, you see the two national championship trophies on display behind the center field wall. And, um, yeah, they they are – they want to be – they want to be in the mix for Omaha every year. And uh, um, they're just not there right now. And they well, are – They should be. That Yeah. And uh, I can't say enough about that place. But did, I don't know how you can't recruit to that place. That's, yeah. um that's a minor league park. And but I can tell you this, even, even in their present state, um, th- they know, they know they aren't good, but they expected to beat us. Uh, for, it was like, Oh, well, okay. You're here. Uh, even though they lost to upstate there uh, last week, but I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I will say the, the, I did listen to that guy's podcast, by the way, I listened to it. Yes. Yesterday before. Mm-hmm. Before the game, and they 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 knew a lot about us. They they had a lot of respect for us. They knew we had uh, oh, yeah. really good. They knew we had a really good team, and they. I listened to the one he did this morning, and and he was like, "Told you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I he did he does know a lot about our team. The, the Spurs Up Show guy, uh, which I can, his name escapes me right now. But good stuff. I mean, for South Carolina fans, it's good content. Um, it, but. He did go so far today as to say, he said, part of it I agreed with. He's like, um, he's like, they're going to be trouble for somebody in somebody's regional. They're going to be trouble. And I'm like, yeah, I agree with that. Then he kind of kind of goes off, off the, the, the track a little bit when he starts going, I mean, they could host. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's just let's slow down. <laughs> I don't think we're think we're in that range. I mean, I'd like to be, but I don't think that's where we are right now um, for this year. But, um, but I did agree that with this offense and with what the pitching staff is capable of doing, um, we could be trouble in a, in a regional. We just got to get into one. Before we, we move been, on. We have been trouble. We have been trouble for, for everybody we played the last Absolutely. five or six weeks and early in the season. Before we move on, though, because uh, we need to talk about uh, the weekend and, and, and moving towards the conference tournament, seating and all that stuff, uh, we've got to talk about Tony Rossi. 
before we before we move on. Because um, Tony, let me get it in front of me so I don't mess it up. Tony picked up the win, uh, five innings, two hits, and gave him nada, nothing. Six innings. I mean, uh, five innings, five six innings. strikes. Yeah, five innings, six strikeouts, zero walks. Get this. Try this one on, Kevin. Niner pitching. Colby Bruce, A.J. Wilson, Tony Rossi, Spencer Geesting did not issue a single walk last night. Not yeah. a single one. No walks and nine Ks. Um, A.J. Wilson came in for a batter, struck him out. Geesting came in for the last out, got it. Um, yeah, solid, solid on the mound as well. Uh, as we had that big inning, we had that big inning that that was it. The game was over at that point. The game, the game was over because Tony Rossi was, was shoving at that point. And um, yeah, <laughs> that was it. Game over. I'll tell you that uh, I, I made this comment that that's that's where. I knew when we scored eight in one inning, I obviously felt really good about our chances after that. But you, you look, you come back to um, – come. it was the bottom of the fifth where I was like, yeah, okay, this is, this is what we're going to do. We're going to win this game. Um, Rossi comes in. Rossi comes out for the, the bottom of the fifth. And did he throw ten pitches? I mean – It was three up, three down real quick. It was three up, three down really quick. I'm not even sure he threw 10 pitches. He might have thrown like seven. Um, it was just like, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, okay, yep, we're winning. <laughs> yeah. And here's the deal. And, and let's, let's, just, let's, just, let's just be open and honest about it. This is a strategy that the staff has used, that, that Woody and, and, and Miney have used with pitchers this year. When you see a guy have have trouble, and let's just go ahead and say it, the 15-inning game to get into extras, Tony Rossi, one strike away from ending the game, gave up three-run homer that tied the game, and then we go on and lose. Okay, so Tony Rossi, not happy, right? He's, he is not, not pleased with that with that turn of events. None of us are. But look at what the staff, and this is not the first time they did this. When guys have had trouble, when guys have had a blow-up inning, when guys have have had a letdown, they get them back out there as quickly as possible. And that's exactly what the staff did with Tony last night. And it worked. Worked like a charm. It's like, no, you're not going to, instead of, you know, it'd be easy. I don't know. They see these guys every day in practice. It it would be easy as fans. It would be easy to just throw Tony Rossi in the doghouse and say, ah, you know, ah, he just, why do you do that? That'd be a fan response. Look at what the staff does. They take that guy and say, nope, that's not you. That's not how you perform. We're sending you back out there on Tuesday, and you're going to go get this win for us. And he does. He goes out there and does five innings of, of, of dominant baseball, dominant pitching. And, and I mean, that's, that's brilliant. 
it's 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 a credit to it's it's brilliant on the staff and it's and it's total total guts from Tony Rossi. Yeah, and he <laughs> he bounced back in a big way, that's for sure. Um and we've all seen what he he can do this year. He's been solid solid bullpen arm this whole season and um yeah, he he solidified that last night. Um he he definitely picked a great time to shine and he he did great five like five shutout innings um against an SEC opponent is is fantastic. Um and guys have a lot of confidence going into final week of the season and um conference tournament and let's go ahead and, and, and kind of get into that now. Um Law Tech is coming to town. Just to, say, just to close that out, and if okay. you saw this on Twitter, on the way back Jimmy Touchstone lives about, I don't know, two miles from a Waffle House. And so he asked to be taken home. We did. Then Kevin and I hit the Waffle House because, because. I was hungry, man. I was hungry. That that $16 burger combo didn't, didn't hold me over very well. Um, so I was hungry by the time, by the time we got back to. Winning works up an appetite, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, it does. And being on TV, man, we were on TV quite a bit too. Yeah. That takes that takes it out of you. I feel like we did a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we did, we did. Uh, speaking of a lot, oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Big weekend, Louisiana Tech uh, starting tomorrow night, Thursday, six p.m. at the Hayes. Friday, six p.m. at the Hayes. Saturday, one p.m. at the Hayes. So we've got a big weekend. Like I said last week, we got green out tomorrow night, green t-shirt giveaway. Friday night's fireworks night. Um, and then Saturday, of course, senior day. Um, we we plan on having our senior day show, I guess, um, before the tournament. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna uh, break down our seniors, but um, we've got six six seniors that are gonna be honored on on Saturday. Uh, Matt Brooks has been here for for six years. Uh, Kobe Bruce as well. He's been is been here on with the program for six years. Uh, Jackson Balls has been pitching with the Niners since uh, 2020. Um, uh, man, we have um, Will Lancaster. We mentioned him. Um, he jumped in, transferred from Upstate. Uh, jumped in this year and jumped in our starting rotation. Uh, Josh Madole, first year Niner, grad student, uh, transfer from Greensboro, solid first base this year. Quentin Martinez um, had a great outing this weekend in, in FAU. He's a transfer from App State. And Michael O, who's been on our show with us, uh, mid range Mike. Mid range um, Mike. Transfer from Chapel Hill, uh, been a big contributor on the mound for us this year. And we'll get into, um, we'll break down the seniors. Uh, on our next show, but I uh, just wanted to mention that before uh, we we uh, move forward in previewing the weekend. So uh, make it out, get out there Saturday for Senior Day, get out there Friday for fireworks, get out there tomorrow for t-shirts, and and uh, help these Niners win. I think Woody said it: our first show of the year. Bring your will to win. Um, that yeah. if you're out there and, and making noise, and uh, it, it just it can only help the program. It only helps the guys. Um, Dig deeper and, and and get that extra get that extra out 
go that extra mile and get that W. So if you don't have plans, get out to the haze. If you have plans, get out to the haze. Yeah. Whatever you're doing cannot be that important. I mean, let's just face it, folks. Come on. Give me a break. Whatever it is, get over it. I've, I've, get, I've already heard people, it's going to be 92 degrees. I don't care if you were out there. I mean, after the app series, I promised I would never complain about warmth again. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, just like cancel that crap. Okay. Get out to the haze. This is, this is playoff baseball. Okay. This is high stakes playoff baseball this weekend. The conference tournament basically starts tomorrow night at six o'clock. Okay. So, Whatever. I mean, if it's like your mother-in-law's birthday or something like that, I mean, give me a break. She'll have another one. I mean, come on. Bring her to the haze. Or not. I mean, whatever. It's just stop making excuse. Of course, you know, I'm I'm saying that on here, Kevin. If you're listening to the if you're if you're if you're on this, you're you're gonna be there, you know, but yeah, yeah. We we need a big crowd and go ahead and start hot. Start start hydrating now. Get that get the fluids in your system because it's going to be hot. It might it might be hot out there. And uh, go ahead and make your preparations uh, for the for the warmth. And get out there and support these guys. They deserve it. Uh, we didn't we weren't allowed to have fans last year for many games. Uh, luckily, the last series last year we could have fans, and um, we kind of took that for granted before COVID that you could go to watch a Niner baseball game. So. Get out there. It's your last chance to see them at home this season. Um, they certainly deserve it. And uh, we'll be out there. Come say hey to us. Yeah. So here's here, here's what we got. Southern Miss, 36-17. They're 18-9 uh, in the league. They've got a 54 RPI. Um, they are two games behind Southern Miss. So it, 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 mathematically, they they still have a shot at Southern Miss. Southern Miss is hosting, I believe I have this correct, Kevin. They are hosting Middle Tennessee. Yes? Correct. Who is one game ahead of us. So correct. just just if 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 we're if if Nick, Kevin, and Brad have their way, Southern Miss will sweep Middle Tennessee because we can't catch Southern Miss anyway. And it's good for the league. So you've got UTSA. Well, sorry. Louisiana Tech is in sole possession of second place right now. They have an ability to get to first. UTSA is a game behind them at 17 and 10. Middle Tennessee is also 17 and 10. As we mentioned, Middle Tennessee has to deal with, with Southern Miss, though. UTSA, we are one game behind. Um, UTSA is playing UAB. Yes, UTSA is hosting UAB. Hosting UAB. Now, you got to figure UTSA is going to take care of business there. But here's the problem. Okay, here's the problem for the Niners. If you're watching, if, if you're if you're looking at standings, UTSA, we probably aren't going to catch Louisiana Tech. We can catch them ourselves. We can take care of our own business there. We would need to sweep them to do that because if we win two out of three, we're going to end up a game behind them. Old Dominion and FAU are the problems. Old Dominion and FAU are both 16 and 11. 
we hold the tiebreakers over both those schools. However, we're taking on the second place team in the conference, while Old Dominion is taking on Western Kentucky. They're at Western Kentucky. And FAU is going to the YMCA, which we know how that goes. Yes. Um, Yeah, and that's how it works out. But um, speaking of Western Kentucky, uh, some Conference USA news came out today that um, um, Western Kentucky's head coach, uh, John Pulowski, um, is going to step down at the end of the season. So who knows? Maybe Western Kentucky um, will go out there and – yeah, win one for the coach who's on the way out. Um, I'm just hoping they can grab one. Grab one this weekend from ODU. Same thing with well, FIU. Uh, they also, um, it was announced today that Coach Melendez is going to step down after six seasons at FIU. So there's two job openings uh, for head coaches in Conference USA right now, which is a, more of an off-season discussion. But um, just wanted to bring that up. It is some, some break news that broke today. Um, but Marshall, yeah, FAU is at Marshall. There's a good chance they could sweep, but you know what? Remember we, when we talked about this last week that we were guaranteeing that weather's going to take, uh, have an effect on the standings. They're going to, all three of those games will, will, there's a good chance that all three of those games won't get played. Um, I got a feeling, but hopefully Marshall has it in them. What what will happen is is um, and I hope no one's injured in this, uh, but but a sinkhole will just open up out there in center field uh, at, at the YMCA, and uh, I don't know how you play around a sinkhole. Just be like, just... yeah, that's and, the only uh, thing left to happen at that stadium is the ground. It'd probably be doing Marshall a favor if the earth just opened up and swallowed that place. That would probably be just the only fitting end. And you can't play if your field literally disappears. Into the Ohio River. Into the Ohio River. Um, so at the standings, I mean, it's wide open. The standings are wide open. We can finish as high as second, and we can finish as low as seventh. Um, UAB's got the eight seed locked in. They can't, they can't get any higher than that. So, um, Anywhere from two to seven, even from one to from one to seven, is it's up for grabs this weekend. Um, I think we mentioned that all the series. Uh, the only series that we didn't mention was Rice and FIU, so, and that's the, both of those teams are out of the mix. So, um, big everyone's playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday to get ready for the tournament next week. Uh, the tournament next week is going to be, I mean, it's kind of like Omaha. You got the one C versus the eight C. And then five and four, those two winners will play. And it'll be a double elimination, loser bracket play. They'll have the two seven, two versus seven, and three versus six on the bottom bracket. And they'll play the winners and then the double elimination that way. The winners of each bracket will play in a championship game. Um, and that is all going to be in Hattiesburg. And Nick is going to be there. I hope to be. I'm going to try to get there from here. Um, I may get stuck in Atlanta or something. You never know. Um, Don't say that, man. Every time. Here's what happens. Here's what I feel like is is what this is going to come down to. And you're right about the weather. Um, If the Niners, and I'm not predicting this. I'm just saying if. 
if the Niners were to sweep Louisiana Tech at home, if that were to happen, um, probably looking at a three seed. If you win the series, two out of three, if you win the series, you're probably looking at six, at the six seed. If you lose the series, which we're not even going to entertain a thought, but that's probably where you end up at seven. Yeah, and and unfortunately, like you said, we need help from we need help from if we can't sweep, we need help from Western Kentucky and Marshall. Um, so you shouldn't have said all those bad things about Marshall. Yes, I should. <laughs> we need them to win one. I'm I'm going to cheer for them this weekend. So. I'm going to put on my lighter shade of green and um, well, did go you to the say YMC. We're the only team that has swept them this year. We were the only team until last week when um, who swept them last week? Uh, was it UTSA? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, maybe, hey, maybe their batter's eyes broken again. <laughs> Along with their dugouts. We're going down a bad road here. Let's let's, um, fights. Anything else about that conference tournament we can talk about? I mean, two through seven seven right now are separated by two games in the standings. Two through seven. So, I mean, a lot could happen. Here's what I want to say about it. This weekend... And, and yeah, I know. It, 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 let's win every game we play, right? Let's win the series, okay? If you win the series, because Louisiana Tech is is one of the darlings, uh, they get the benefit of the doubt a lot, and they've earned it. But they're they're a good ball club, they're a good program. Uh, they've done it. They've been consistent year over year. If we could win the series and go to Hattiesburg. Win a couple more games because all the games in Hattiesburg will be good RPI games. Win a couple more next week. Somebody, somebody's going to have to, somebody's going to have to think long and hard about the Niners on the selection committee. That's 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 what I got to say about that. Yeah, and I, I think I think you win the series this weekend. You're on the bubble. You're, you I, put yourself you put yourself on the bubble if you win this weekend the series, and then you're heading into the conference tournament with um, lots of potential RPI boosters. And, hey, I mean, this team is so hot. Um, Win the whole thing. They're definitely capable of making a big run through this tournament. And uh, I would quote Jake Taylor, but I don't, I don't think we, I don't think we can uh, win the, win the whole freaking thing. There you go. Jake Taylor. Let's do it. We'll talk about that next week about winning the whole freaking thing. Yeah. Uh, we're going to try to get back on. We're going to try to get back on with you, uh, hopefully Sunday night. Uh, the, the the thing about it is travel arrangements, everything else. And we're not, it's going to be a weekend of scoreboard watching. Uh, the Niners could be potentially playing as early next week as 9 a.m. Uh, on, uh, on Wednesday morning. Wednesday. Now, is that central or? That's probably central. Yeah, so it's ten, be ten a.m. our time, I guess. Yeah, but uh, so there's a lot to be decided. So much to be decided. It, it would be even be hard to say what we won't know until much, much later what time we're playing, and then we'll figure out a plan how to get down there and all that. 
that good stuff. But yeah, we're we're gonna go. Uh, me and uh, me me and the the Instagram intern <laughs> are gonna go to Hattiesburg um, and see the sights. Oh, we're getting we're getting responses online about how hard you're having to work to rein me in. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm used to it by now. It's I know. I know. Brad, producer Brad's sending us warnings about um, our time. We're out of time. But hey, this was the last regular season show. Next time we talk to you guys, it'll be the postseason. So we wanted to we wanted to go out with a bang. I mean, why not? Right. And uh, yeah. And one more time, hats off to the seniors. Looking forward to senior day on Saturday. Jackson Balls, Matt Brooks, Colby Bruce, Will Lancaster. Josh Madole, Quentin Martinez, Michael O. That's off to you guys. Uh, we'll see you this weekend, Saturday, on Senior Day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Going to be a fun celebration. Speaking of Saturday, uh, tailgate with the game at 1. Uh, the, the, the lot opens at 9. Not sure what time we're going to be there yet. But what I am sure about is uh, we're, we're doing a low country boil out there, Chip Wampler of my uh, mobile mind chat fame uh, wants to do his famous shrimp boil. So um, come out, hang out. You, you we're easy to find right out there in front of uh, in front of the um, uh, Hayes in the parking lot out there. Lot twenty three. Come out, hang out. Can't wait to see everybody. Get ready uh, for some uh, for some Niner baseball on Saturday at one p.m. All right, folks, that's it for us. Um, if if you can find if you want to find if you do indeed want to find this podcast you can find it wherever you find your podcast uh, click subscribe to get notified of new content you can subscribe on YouTube you can subscribe on uh, on Pandora Stitcher uh, Spotify wherever you find this kind of good stuff Apple Podcast click subscribe we appreciate it you can also follow us on social media Diamond Niner Report is on Twitter Facebook Instagram and still never TikTok. If you would like to say hello to us, if you feel so inclined, we love that kind of stuff. So just walk up and say, hey, come out and tailgate. We're old-fashioned that way. We love talking to you guys and appreciate the feedback. All right, so we're twenty-four hour, less than 24 hours away from starting a huge, huge series of home baseball for the 49ers against Louisiana Tech. For Kevin, for Producer Brad, this has been Nick. Tomorrow, we will see you at the Hayes. Back to Hayes. Let's go. Okay.